beautiful people. I'm Zachary Adama, Transformational Guide and Healer. Today we're going to be talking about the May blood full moon and lunar eclipse. There will be two full lunar eclipses this year, one on May 16th and one later this year on November 8th. These two lunar eclipses six months apart represent an energetic corridor of tremendous and profound transformation that will be inside and out. And it's important to remember that this is a cycle of transformation in this larger cycle of transformation of the 11-year solar cycle that is now approaching solar maximum in 2024. So we are in an ascending arc of solar activity. And as the electromagnetic storms and energy continue to hit this planet, light codes are hitting our bodies, hitting the planet's electromagnetic field, giving us all sorts of upgrades and also sort of putting us through an energetic car wash purifying our gross and subtle bodies so that we can hold more light, more love, and more consciousness. So we are in the year of 2022. And the last six months of this year are going to be a period of profound transformation inside and out. But all of this transformation is leading up to 2024 when the sun will hit solar maximum and the intensity of the light hitting the planet will reach its peak. This month of May, as we said, is one that is about a lot of introspection. Introspection, thinking about the past, contemplating our current life circumstances. You may be finding that you're in the midst of a past life review right now. And we live many lives while we are in these bodies. We are living the life of the child in this body, the adult. We're lucky, the elder. We have different phases of our lives that have different strengths and weaknesses. Some things are blessings, some things are challenges. You may find that in the last few days or weeks leading up to this full moon that you're looking back at the past with rose-colored glasses on looking back at the past and thinking back to those times of better health, more stability, more prosperity, when you had a beloved. You may be looking back at those times and overemphasizing 
perhaps the good things about them and noticing the ways in which your present life circumstances don't have that. But it's important to remember that the past events always have contained within them the seeds of their own destruction. If they didn't, they would still be your current life circumstances and there would be nothing to mourn. So as you look back at the past, and maybe you're looking back at the past with rose-colored goggles on, seeing the good and maybe not the bad, try to look at it in a more balanced way. So if you find yourself longing for the companionship that you had in a prior relationship, appreciate that. Appreciate that that's something you want in the present moment. But also dig deeper and look at what caused that relationship to come to an end. Was it a lack of compatibility? A lack of communication? If you're able to find that seed of destruction that caused that circumstance to come to an end, you'll be able to say, I want that companionship in my present moment, but I want the alignment and compatibility that wasn't there in the previous relationship. So now I meet the present moment and I'm calling in the new creations from a higher level of consciousness, having learned the lessons from the past and not needing to necessarily repeat past mistakes or past lessons. I think lessons is a better word than mistakes. There are no mistakes, only lessons. You may be looking back at a past job that perhaps it had money, perhaps it had stability, perhaps it had prestige. Perhaps it had all of those things. And for one reason or another, maybe it's not there anymore. And as you look back at that, you may be overemphasizing again the good qualities and not really fully taking stock or appreciating the seeds of destruction that caused that too to pass. Perhaps it wasn't in the greatest alignment with you. Again, alignment is a big one right now. Perhaps, you know, it was just unsustainable. It could be any number of things. Perhaps you weren't happy. Even though you had the abundance, you had the stability, you had social esteem, it was unsatisfying. Find that seed of destruction, that thing that caused that circumstance to come apart, and as you call in the new creations around this full moon, this period of creation that we're in, you'll be able to do so from a more holistic place. Another thing many of us are doing is reclaiming repressed aspects of ourselves and integrating them at a higher level of consciousness and expression. Many people may find that they are feeling called to engage in self-soothing activities around this full moon.
And there's a number of reasons for that. Part of it is Taurus energy. But another part of it is the intensity of the solar activity going on right now in the sun. All of this energy is hitting the planet and can leave the nervous system feeling a bit frazzled, can have us feeling ambient anxiety. And when we're feeling unsettled and we're feeling anxious, we tend to reach for things that are soothing, things that make us feel comfortable, things that give us some sense of peace or control. And that can look a lot of different ways. Going back to old patterns and habits that aren't, quote, spiritual, that we thought we had outgrown, that can look like comfort food, that can look like sex, that can look like alcohol, that can look like any number of things. And I don't ever want to cast any of these things as bad because I think there's an important lesson to be learned as we reclaim these prior aspects of the self that we may have suppressed from a higher level of consciousness. And that is that no desire or activity of the body is bad. And every desire and activity of the body can be elevated to the sacred and the sacramental. So contemplate that for a moment. Every desire and activity of the body can be elevated to the sacred and the sacramental. So when there is a desire for comfort that arises in you, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't suppress it or repress it. Don't shove it down. Instead, witness it. Notice it. Find that sacred desire wanting to be expressed through it. Perhaps you're desiring the comfort of intimacy, a loved one's touch. You're desiring the grounding effect of nourishing food. You're desiring the escape that alcohol can bring or something else like that. You're desiring some thing to help you survive, to help you cope, and that's okay. The trick is to continually meet these desires without judgment, with compassion, and find ways to express them and satisfy them in ever more conscious, sacred, and higher vibrational ways. So perhaps you used to get blackout drunk when you were wanting to escape reality because reality was just too unpleasant, too hard, and you just wanted to not be anymore. That's one way of doing it, getting blackout drunk. 
Another way to escape the mind is to meditate. <laughs> Another way to escape the tyranny of the present moment is to meditate. That's one way of redirecting that desire for escape and liberation towards something that's actually good for you. Perhaps it's sexual energy. A lot of people have a difficult relationship with their sexual energy. You know, we're taught as a culture to suppress it or indulge it with reckless abandon. And it seems like there's not a lot of middle ground about using it skillfully. I once read I read somewhere that that sex or the sexual desire was the addiction that we were all born with. And it was an addiction that was born to be strong enough to continue perpetuating the species. So it's a it's a big thing. It's built in to the body, built into our DNA. As we walk the spiritual path, many people will try to suppress their sexual energy and consider that to be discipline, to be the proper thing. But what happens when you do that is that the sexual energy and the sacral chakra just gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. There's blockage that occurs. And when that happens, the energy does not flow freely, does not flow in abundance. And so the tree of life that is your nervous system, that is your upper chakras, is not nourished at the root of being. Another way of dealing with sexual energy is the tantric way. We bring awareness to our sexual energy. We bring awareness to our sexual desire. We get more and more skillful at viewing our sexual desire, sexual energy, sexual sensation, with witnessing awareness and equanimity. To view it as a phenomenon of the body that may be pleasurable, but we are not consumed by it, and we do not identify by, with it, and we are not addicted to it. There's also the process of generating tremendous energy through the body, through sexual desire, through sexual pleasure. And learning how to take that energy that has the power to create life, that is the source of vitality, and moving it upwards, upwards, upwards through the chakras, upwards to the heart, upwards to the third eye and the crown, learning to take that energy and radiate it throughout the body so that the body becomes permeated with ecstatic pleasure and vitality. Not simply dissipating it because we're addicted to the short-term pleasure or because that's just more energy than our nervous system can handle, so we've got to get rid of the excess. The tantric way of turning sexual energy, sexual desire into the sacred and sacramental is to learn how to transmute sexual energy upwards, 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 
until you tabernacle with the divine and make love with the divine through your ecstatic bliss at the crown chakra. This is just one beautiful example of the alchemy of desire. That is just one beautiful example of elevating desire to the sacred and sacramental. You may find that you have other parts of yourself that you're reclaiming around this full moon. Other parts of yourself that you're reclaiming at a higher level of consciousness. It's important to remember that we never actually repeat a lesson slash mistake. That's impossible. Because we never meet any circumstance from the same level of consciousness twice. Our consciousness is always changing, always evolving, always shifting, we're always letting go of some level, degree of conditioning and personality. Always coming more fully back home to the self, becoming more present, more conscious. So while we may meet physical phenomena, life circumstances, habits, activities of the body, Activities of the mind that look very familiar, like an old pattern that we've repeated many times, an old lesson, an old mistake that we just seem to keep repeating over and over again. Recognize that you're not actually repeating that lesson or mistake. You are meeting it from different aspects of and perspectives of consciousness. And once you've fully learned everything there is to learn from it, it will truly fall away and it won't arise anymore. But as long as it's arising, there's things to learn. So pay attention. Be a student of life. Be a student of the lessons that are your curriculum. And finally, there is some clarity finally coming in around this full moon. I know for me, since mid-April, I've been wandering in the darkness a bit. Many things died away. It was still unclear what new things were going to come in to replace it. I would look at different opportunities, different ideas, different possibilities. Some seemed more promising than others. And then the next day, maybe, that all shifted. Just a lot of uncertainty. And the ability to identify one thing as seeming most in alignment, most true, most likely, most possible, most exciting, was challenging. And because there was a lack of clarity, it was hard to take action, to commit to action, because things were just too confused. 
But as we approach this full moon, I see clarity coming in, finally. I see truth coming in, finally. And with clarity and with truth, action, finally, becomes possible and easy. It no longer feels like we are swimming upstream against the current. Instead, we are flowing in divine alignment with the universe and what wants to be. That's really going to take off in June. Clarity is going to get really, really amplified in June, as we discussed in our May video. But the first glimmers of it are starting to come in around this illuminating full moon. All right, my friends, I have a few announcements I need to make. I'm really bad at making announcements and telling people what I'm up to. I'm trying to get better at it. But uh, I have a Patreon community, May Full Moon Healing Meditation and Transmission. That will be happening Sunday afternoon. So if you're interested in that, go on over to Patreon. Check that out. I'll put links in the bio. It's as cheap as $3 a month to join that community, but we do two meditations a month, and many people find them to be very beneficial. Also, I am feeling called increasingly to do more and more in-person events, immersives, pilgrimages, etc., etc. The first of those offerings is going to be at the end of this month. It will be an immersive in Sedona, Arizona. We will be doing a sacred pilgrimage to those beautiful red rocks, doing healing, doing ceremony. So it will be a beautiful opportunity to up-level, to expand and heal. Additionally, we have an offering coming up in July of this year, which will be a two-week trip to Peru to partake in sacred Wachuma Mesada and to visit some of the most energetically charged and powerful sites in Peru. So that'll be an incredible opportunity to expand consciousness, to call in the higher self back into the body to express more and more as the divine light that you are. All right, my friends, until next time, be peaceful, loving, and fearless. Namaste.